everyone, and welcome to another episode of Fam, Friends, and Magic, a Magic the Gathering podcast brought to you by Swigoy Gaming. My name is Bill Grennan, everyone calls me Brasky, and today I am joined by the Mighty Linguini, Caroline Cavanaugh, and in Extrad, Nick Price. What's up, fam? Hello. Hey. Hey, hey, everybody. It's good to see you. We have, the, the Linguini has returned to us after a brief respite. Uh, I'm assuming you were, you were finding, you were finding your way downtown walking fast faces passing your homebound i don't know what you were doing last week Caroline. yes you do i said it on the podcast the week before you were kind of busy prepping for things if i'm not mistaken no i was playing in the ptq oh okay you weren't prepping you were playing in the ptq you know, it's, i know it's, it's something fine. PTQ related it's yeah. fine because we have nicole on and honestly i don't know why you don't have her on more often she was great I know, yeah. She, it's these uh, these kind of one-off guest spots, Nick, uh, as opposed to you, who apparently is on the cast every week. Yeah. Sneaky. You are currently back-to-back cast member because you casted last weekend, this week. It's true. It's true. At some point, Nicole might just show up here and just like make this make this just go around instead of three. We have four. It's going to be too many cooks in the kitchen, but I think it's going to be fine. That's all that's going to happen. I like to know... You know, it's it's been weird. It's winter time, and when it gets like this, like we just had eleven inches of snow where I'm from yesterday, and so I'm getting like even though we've been working from home and pandemic and all that kind of stuff, I'm now kind of just feeling the feeling the stir craziness all a little bit more because it's winter time, and I just need to get out and like do stuff, see people. It's making me more and more wistful of like being able to go out and play some paper magic. I had that feeling during this whole pandemic time, but now it's just like exacerbated because of the winterness. Which is kind of like what I was feeling for most of this week was the need to play more magic, but the need to do the gathering part of the magic. And I want to know how everyone else's week in magic has been. Caroline, how about you? Well, you're not going to find a lot of magic news for me. Uh, I played a couple PTQs last week. I learned that uh, everything sucks. Uh, I did play some paper magic on like webcam on Friday, and I learned that Whatever we think Omnath, however bad we think Omnath is on digital clients, has got nothing on what it would be like in paper. Because even though my opponent was still in the ether and I wasn't cutting their deck or anything crazy, oh my god, it's awful. <laughs> they shuffle so, so much. Oh my god, I cannot. I am so weirdly thankful that we did not experience Omnath, at least have not experienced it in paper, in standard or any other format that it's in, because, oh boy, it was rough. Um, but I have been playing a lot of other games, uh, including um, Hearthstone Battlegrounds, so that's been really fun. It's been nice to find something fun and enjoyable and addicting at the moment, so that's kind of been my week. Boy, I did not think about that with Omnath or even like some of the other cards that we see in Arena that just cause for shuffle after shuffle after shuffle. Like that's got to be that shuffle kerfuffle, you might say. Ooh, you could Ooh. say a cur- a cur- shuffle if you would. If we combine everything could. together, I wouldn't uh, shuffle up a guess. <gasps> that's okay. New magic card, silver bordered. I need someone to create it. The shuffle up a guess. Uh, it needs to. It needs to be something goofy and wacky where we have to constantly be shuffling and playing what's off the top of our deck. I I am enjoying targeting nick and because he likes our podcast and wants to be on he can't really come at me so this is kind of great 
He's he's actually turning bright red. You got everyone listening at home can't hear, but you can or or see. <laughs> you hope you can hear. Actually, <laughs> awkward. Um, but he's just bright red right now. All these hate hateful words on on poor poor Omnia. Yeah, yeah. Just throwing, My just throwing, throwing all My types of shade on that. <laughs> your baby's gonna be okay, Nick. And how was your weekend magic? Didn't involve didn't involve your your bay your Omnath. I. I did play a lot of Omnath uh, this week, mostly in the form of Modern. Um, but I will say that Caroline finally debated me into playing Battlegrounds. I did! Yeah, she she did. And I love it so much. And um, I do hope we eventually do a Battlegrounds episode because like, it kind of combines... It, it takes the things that I love most about Magic, which is drafting, and it just makes it like the main part of the Battlegrounds game. Plus there's scamming, which... Which I enjoy, you know. So that's cool. You heard it here first, folks. Nick enjoys scamming. But no, that's like, true. What I also love about Battlegrounds is, is that there's no collusion. Um, so <laughs> yeah, never. <laughs> all the things I, I love about Magic: no collusion, scamming, and drafting. Fabulous! Everything just right up, right up, right up your alley in all all ways, shapes, and form. You know, that's kind of interesting. That maybe I was the one who played like possibly the most magic last week out of the three of us, which was a mixture of like a whole bunch of different paper magic, completing a bunch of different commander is, decks. Yeah, what is that? What's going on? Are we okay? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I was playing a lot of paper magic via webcam, and then I started jumping into this thing. What's it called? Magic Arena that I haven't been to in a while and played a bunch of Demir Rogues and all of that wonderful stuff. I was just kind of... Leave it to me to like really start getting into sets right when they're right when they're like a new set's about to come out. It's like, oh man, you know, now I'm kind of enjoying uh, things about Zendikar Rising and all of that kind of stuff. And now it's like, oh no, wait, Caldheim is just you know a couple days away. In fact, by the time this podcast come out, it'll probably already be out in Magic Arena, uh, which means there's always a lot to look forward to in Caldheim, wow. which is the new set you that's just coming. Ruin my new segment. Well, I didn't totally ruin the new segment. I was more or less alluding to something that I was going to make what we call a segue to. If you don't just like stick your foot in, I'm riding a Segway. You put your I'm foot back, there, baby. and now, now I just went launching myself out. It's I'm just back. Is it really a podcast if Caroline doesn't destroy a Segway? True, it's really not. I mean, that's that Segway sponsorship's really paying off for us because we have to replace these Segways every single podcast. And why? Why do I have to replace those Segways? Because I like making Segways into the next section, which is always about the upcoming events in the world of magic, for which to give us. The rundown of all those things is our own Segway Destroyer, Caroline Cavanaugh. What's up, fam? <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> That's my line. <laughs> so the news this week is uh, none. Um, there, I did a little brief uh, digging on MTG Melee, and there are you know, your normal random things that you can join. I did get really excited because there was actually a pretty cool standard event uh, with new standard. Um, it's Preddy, the uh, streamer, was, is hosting a tournament this weekend, and I got really excited, and I had it all written up, uh, and then I did read the fine print. In my defense, I had to read it in German, so I think I get some credit for being misled. Uh, yeah. But you, you can participate in this tournament, I believe, but physical prizes will not get shipped to you unless you live in some countries that is not here, <laughs> U.S. or Canada. Um, so... You can definitely look it up. I think it's cool playing with New Standard, but unfortunately there is not a lot going on. There is, however, uh, Kaldeheim pre-releases in quotations. I don't know. There's 
events that you can play on both Arena and Moto, I'm sure, that will start Thursday, January 28th. So when you are likely hearing this is when they have started. So get on it. Um, and then tabletop pre-releases, again, in quotations, <laughs> because who knows what that actually looks like, do start on uh, Friday, January 29th um, and end February 4th. And then the official release uh, for tabletop and beyond is uh, Friday, February 5th. Um, that's really all there is to do. And I guess that's not, it's not fair to be sad about that. We've been literally waiting for this new set forever. Um, one thing that this is like so off topic and I do apologize. One thing that I believe is happening, the set trailer, I believe is coming out this week. And the reason yep. I'm hesitant is because it's very strange that the set trailer has not been released yet. Normally the set trailer comes out in the first day of previews and they've been replacing those trailers with um, like Jimmy Wong, Jimmy Wong videos where he like does all these funny things in a studio. And so they actually do have a trailer. And to be honest, it's the thing I'm most looking forward to in Caldeheim because if, if it's supposed to be metal, like this trailer better be the most metal thing you've ever seen. So I remember being upset that I didn't get it on January 7th. And I remember them saying something about it obviously is going to come out eventually. So my assumption is we might see the trailer this week, which will be pretty cool. Yeah. I remember seeing the teaser of it, which if it's, if the trailer's <laughs> anything like the teaser, at the very least, it was like, it was cool looking. I love the animations of it. Though. Yeah. It cool uh, the thing I didn't like about the teaser was there was literally no metal. Yeah. There was nothing. Yeah. There was it, no metal to that. It was a very story-based teaser, but I'm a little thrown off because I think having a trailer on the day the set coming out is definitely not something we're used to. Um, I have also gotten like insanely attached to these trailers. Like the Liliana mm -hmm. trailer, like literally could just be play on loop and I would just be emotionally traumatized by it. Like, it's just so much, it's just so much to take in. Uh, even the gingerbread one was a lot like they, they really do stick with me. And so not being able to see it yet, I'm kind of like, wait, like, that's why I brought it up in this segue, because I was like, but I really want to see the trailer. Does anyone know? <laughs> so hopefully when you're listening to this, you've already seen the trailer. That's that's the hope, right? That's the hope we want to see. I've seen some screenshots of the trailer because it's the, the trailer itself is going to debut at the New York video game like critics awards, like the New York Game Awards. Is there you go. Up. When is that? So that is on the 26th. Today's the which 26th. Is today, which is today. Today's the 26th. <laughs> <laughs> so that's when they're gonna that's when they're at least gonna like showcase it at the awards whether or not like it we get to see it okay. on youtube or anything else soon after we, so we might be seeing one. it like literally while we're recording this podcast yeah like we might just have to do that like that's the that's like, actually we're just really gonna be exciting like, right. okay if it comes out while we're recording i think we should watch it live but i love it i love <laughs> it wizards of the coast is planning to release the new trailer but didn't provide a premiere date now we know it's all going to be released on January 26, two days before the set's digital release. So yeah, and you said it's called what's it called? The video game, the New, New York? York, the New York Game Awards is okay. what it's going to be premiered at. Cool. Sorry, I tanked the news segment, but there wasn't much to talk about anyway. Well, it's, you kind of buried the lead on that one because we just discovered it as we were going about things. I right? forgot. I knew I was excited for it. I just didn't know it was coming out. <laughs> well, either way, like we're literally like it could come out at any moment. In fact. Uh, looking at looking at YouTube right now, it is premiering right now the New York Game Awards. So at some point, it's going to show up uh, during that entire time. When uh, probably in the next, I don't know, maybe by the time this podcast is done, we will actually get a chance to see when the trailer is going to show up. That 
is the week that's going to happen. We got set releases. We got pre-releases. We got Arena, Magic Online, and even Paper Magic World. So much to do in the world of Kaldheim, which is why we want to talk about Kaldheim itself and give y'all kind of our, our top picks, the things that we are digging and like the most about Kaldheim. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to kind of, it, it could be a card. It could be a theme. It could be um, just basically whether or not you like the word Kaldheim or if you're into Vikings, whatever it is, we all have specific things that we're really digging about this upcoming set release. And that's what we want to do right now is tell you what we're digging the most. And then also we'd love to know what you're digging the most about Kaldheim. We, you can let us know by tweeting at us at Swagoi Gaming, S-W-A-G-O-I Gaming. And to start us off, I'm going to say, I, I'm going to go over to my friend Inextra, Nick Price. And what is uh, of the of the like your top three things? What's number three in the thing that you're looking most forward to about Kaldheim? So number three on my list is my favorite card from the set. And it's gonna come as a huge surprise, I know. Um it's Yarn, God of Winter. It's it's the Sultai God slash uh, double faced card. Um and wow, what a surprise. Inextrad loves the Sultai card, but I'm so excited to be able to play with the card. Um, Yarn is a 3-3 three, three for 3, a 2 and a green for a, a god. Um, when Yarn attacks, you untap all snow permanents you control, including lands, which is really cool. And um, you can also cast Cauldring the Rhyme Staff. It's, ba- it's back face, and it costs one blue and a black. And it's a legendary snow artifact. You tap it, and you may play a target snow permanent card from your graveyard this turn. If you do, it enters a battlefield tap. Uh, it's like... It's like Wilderness Reclamation plus, I don't know, Whip of Erebos or something. It's so sweet, and I can't wait to just see what archetypes I can smash it into. I mean, obviously Soldai, but like, am I going for something that's like more controlling? Am I playing a, a value deck with Uro if Uro is still legal? I, I just can't wait. This is a really cool card, and I think you know it's 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 not on my top five, but I think in general, uh, the other thing I like about it is I, I'm really digging the modal double face cards in a lot of different ways. They, that kind of flexibility that you can look at to put those cards into your hand. The only thing I'm not digging on this card, Nick, Yorn God of Winter, cool, looks pretty hilarious. He looks kind of like a Viking version of Oko, just kind of sitting back and not <laughs> doing much with himself. But then you have Caldring the 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 Rhyme Staff. It's a rhyme staff. You look at that thing, it's meant to be held, yet it's a snow artifact that is not equipped. What the heck is that about? That's just a, a flavor fail to me. Well, what well, the staff has its own enchantment that exists whether or not Yorn is holding it. It's on the ground. I know, well, I see that it's laying on the ground, but isn't, wouldn't someone want to pick up said staff and oh, then... It's an equipment. No, it's not. It's just a legendary oh, snow equipment. Exactly what I'm saying. Oh, I'm back on Team Brasky. Yeah, welcome uh, to the team. Oh well. Yeah, Regardless- what the heck? Does it just stand by itself? Yeah, Apparently- I'm, I'm on Team Brasky. This is atrocious. Perhaps what happened? Perhaps what happened is that Yorn basically took the staff, just poof, shoved it into the ground, and then just starts bringing spirits back from the dead. That's kind of what I think uh, we're going. Maybe with that's what that. happens. Actually, I like that. I like I that, can, Caroline. I, I, I can believe that. Yeah. Now, Caroline, what's the of your top three? What's number three of the your favorite things about Kaldheim? Okay, so I, I cheated a little bit, um, but I'm getting a little punished, so it's kind of all on me. I I put the gods down as my my top three, my third choice, uh, and obviously Nick stole a specific god that I was, you know, uh, am excited to see. So that's Jorn. But I'm really excited because first of all, the gods there's like 15 of them, so they're not all going to be good. Um, and, and intrinsically, they don't come with, like, a special ability as a god, which I'm honestly, like, so excited for. I'm 
it was really tough living in the world where like if you killed one they like got it back in two turns i think that was one style or they go like um yeah that was if they a go scare into the graveyard they come back to your hand and there's all this stuff and yeah. it was just too much like i just wanted like a nice cool story flavorful card that is probably more powerful than the average card and it's cool so that's what we got we got a lot of them um and then i am absolutely in love with double face cards it took a little bit of time to figure out like when should you play them when should you not like all that stuff um and they were very new at first but i want them to be evergreen really badly like i understand that there's a limitation to them because the printing process becomes quite different but i really 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 like them and so to know that we have access to is it 12? Is that how many there are? Uh, there are a bunch. I, there's I a bunch more. But yeah. There are at least 10 gods. I, I was thinking there's 12 gods. Maybe. Yeah, you have gods, but then, of course, you have the, the pathways and a couple other yeah. things in there. Um, and, and I'm just so in... The more choices and more options there are in Magic, the cooler it is. Definitely the more difficult it is, but um, like I'm really excited to to play. Like I think the the... Tibalt one is a really cool choice. Like you have a, just a you know cheap old creature on one end and this big cool planeswalker on the other. Um, and then some are reversed, right? You have a really expensive god on one side and really cheap spell on the other. Just like lots of just a lot to learn. It does mean that you have to learn a little bit more than the normal card card card, uh, card file, but I, I'm excited. I, I think it's going to introduce a lot. I have to tell you that I haven't individually read many of the car cards. Uh, sorry, many of the gods, including the only one I'd actually read was Jorn, which is funny. Um, but but I'm excited. I know there's a lot of possibilities, like the um, Mag is it Magda, the the dwarf one has some combo possibilities. I think I heard. Yeah, there's some fun stuff to be had all around. Um, I saw a tweet um, that that Kaldheim is basically the wordiest set of all time. It has around fifteen thousand words. Which is, I think, a thousand more words than um, either Eldraine or, uh, yeah, than Eldraine or, or Theros Beyond Death. So, like, there is a lot going on. Honestly, sure. that is so impressive because Eldraine had to have been one of the wordier sets because they also yeah. had, they had split like on the same card. They had two different spells, um, and they had Questing Beasts, which carries the whole set basically. And a lot uh, of like pre-game action stuff too. It's like before the game starts, make sure you yeah. check for this one thing too. Yeah. So uh, I have to admit that is one thing that I'm I'm really not into at the moment. Like I'm trying my best to even just look at the spoiler page right now as we're talking and my brain cannot focus. Like I just read a word here and there. So I'm like reading the dwarf thing and I'm like, cool, this says first strike. Like I, there's just so many words <laughs> like the Oh, there's just so many. <laughs> I'm with you. I'll, like, yeah, there's, and that's kind of a cool thing from it's, it's cool from a limited perspective that there's just going to be so much going on in the, in the limited world that you'll be able to do that too. But yeah, Caroline, I'm with you in terms of like one, the gods, it's cool to see gods that uh, aren't like right off the bat indestructible. Uh, it's cool to see gods that don't just constantly recur and come back all the time. It's cool to see gods that don't get slipped third from the top uh, on, on your deck. Uh, they're ones where it's like, they're, they're a little, they feel almost demigodish in what they do, but it's cool to see that they can flip, the gods can flip from their mortal side to something else uh, or become something different than, than what they are. I think that's really, really cool. It's like, uh, which is what I have down when we were talking about the modal double face cards. Number three for me is just completing the pathways. Uh, I'm, I, I'm kind of that person one. where I, I love seeing, I love seeing cool ways in which you can uh, improve your mana base 
and cool ways and, and improving your mana base in a way that, you know, financially isn't uh, as crushing as trying to get fetch lands in your deck if you're playing in eternal format in some way, shape, or form. So I love, uh, I've, I've now had pathways in just about all of my paper decks uh, in the color schemes that they go through. And it feels really cool to just have just that kind of modality is, is really, really fun. But the other types of modality, like the gods, is kind of uh, my top three. I kind of put the pathways, but really it's just the modal double face cards in general is the thing I'm really loving, including I think my favorite like double face card from that is the god, which is uh, Valky, God of Lies, that turns into Tybalt, the cosmic imposter. Everything about that card just makes me happy. And then it's going in some type of Grixis amalgamation that I will be playing uh, oh very, very god, soon. Yeah, there you go. We love it. We love to put emblems down and start Wait, casting things from exile. We? We. We. Every, the royal we, which meaning every other magic player besides yourself, <laughs> Caroline. The correct usage of the term we, thank you very much. That is what I'm looking forward to the most. Or one of my favorite things is the double face cards, including completing the pathways. Nick, what's your number two thing? What's the two thing? Okay, what's uh, your favorite thing about Kaldheim? Number two on my list is a limited topic, and it's the black-white limited archetype. So in Kaldheim, the black-white limited archetype is focused on casting two spells a turn, or um, more specifically, it gives you it gives you benefits or it pays you for casting your second spell in a turn. And I really love how this is like they found a simple and elegant yet kind of underexplored um, aspect of limited. Um, this it's weird because casting two spells a turn sounds kind of like a, an is it thing like it's something you'd expect to see yeah. maybe an is it but I do like how it makes sense in terms of in white in that white likes casting a lot of creatures and and flooding the board so they a lot of these uh, abilities that pay you for casting your second spell they come on creatures and they give kind of aggro benefits so I think it's a really cool implementation of of an aggro archetype and I'm excited to see if um, I'm only going to be able to play these cards in an aggro deck or if I'm going to be able to get more value out of them in a slower deck and draft. I dig that. That's really cool. All the archetypes are pretty fun in the limited format. I'm kind of, I like, I like how well-defined some are and others are just kind of, uh, they're there, but they're not, you know, banging you over the head with it as well. I think there's a lot of cool things to see from that. Caroline, number two thing favorite thing about Kaldheim. Caroline's Kaldheim favorites. What is your number two? Okay, so there's a little bit of theme in terms of the cheatingness of going on, but um, my number two thing is the uncommon, I'm going to read this quote for word for word here, uncommon do stuff lands, dash limited. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what I'm referring to, and this is a pretty cool, like, it's my favorite thing about limited is just finding the cards that you already play with, like you already play with lands, and then the ones that inspire you to uh, do more with them. So uh, I think the, I can't remember what they were really called, but the cycle in um, in Throne of Eldraine where it was like the gingerbread house and uh, all the ones that kind of, it, it wanted you to have three basics in play, of like three forests in play, and then it rewarded you for that. Like I loved those lands. They weren't as good as I thought they were going to be, but they were still fun. Like I liked, I liked doing a little bit of a quest almost. And so this this set does have uh, unlimited or uh, uncommon lands that are one of each color. So there should be five of. I think there's five of them. One, two. Maybe there's more than five. Uh, there's, oh, there's, ten there's one yeah, for each there's, color there's there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's two of each color. 
And basically they are just, you know, run of the mill lands that come into play tapped. Uh, and then they, they add either white or blue or black, etc. And then they all have a four uh, ranges from about three to five mana. That goes all the way up. Yeah. Five mana ability. Um, and they vary from things like there's one that draws two cards and gains two life. Um, there's one that searches your deck for an aura or an equipment card. Like they're, you know, they're, they're spells. There's like spells staple onto lands. Um, and I have no idea if any of the, the spells are good. They're generally overcosted. Like, that's just kind of how it works. Um, I do not think that they'll see any sort of crazy constructed play, but I could definitely see them being very powerful in a limited set. Because when you already have something like a land that you need in your deck, and it also is a spell later on, uh, I'm pretty in for that. So, yeah. I dig that. It's just, it's just kind of adding on to, like you said, the... Stuff that just gives you added value, like something that's just the lands that you're going to put in there. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna run these things. Hopefully they're good. Like you can sit there and put them. But I know right off the bat, it's it's a it's a play space that I'm looking forward to exploring when this set comes out. I think it's definitely right there. I will say yeah. flavorfully, I really enjoy. One of the things I like about flavor is that when I can understand it without knowing too much, like I don't read the story, you know, every Friday. My, you know digging in every time so these one these places are they're all places in Caldeheim. i don't really know much about the places but i can no. tell that they are places yeah, so like one of them is like the great hall of starheim starheim like that's i know okay cool i don't know where that is but i understand that's a place and that helps me kind of know what the card does like remember like okay, cool that's the great hall or it just gives me context and stuff i, I like it like, Bajooka yeah, Bog is not the same to me, even though it is sort of a place. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the same concept. I don't know. And, like, in, in draft, I think these are also awesome because um, they cost, like, CDD, <laughs> where, where um, uh, like, it, one one of the colors is two pips, but it actually is two pips of each color because you still need to tap the land to activate the ability. So they're just rewards for playing... Um, you know, there are rewards for being in a color pair that no one else will want. So I, I just like everything about these lands. Oh, I had them only down for limited. Were you just talking about drafts over over sealed? Is that what you meant? Oh, both. I mean, like, you'll probably wheel them if, if you're the only, like, blue-green drafter because no one else is going to want a blue-blue-green-green green spell land. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. That's a, I'm, right, I'm kind of writing that down in my limited notes when I jump into sealed this weekend, it's like, Oh, don't forget about that thing. I'm going to mark that down. I love that. If it, for me, I love uh, the realms and I love like the names of places is also up there, which is why also the name of a place um, or at least a region or something else is also the name of quite possibly uh, one of the more badass uh, board clears that we've had in a while. And that is doom scar is I have on my number two is just the card itself which Doomscar is three and white, white for a sorcery, destroy all creatures. Oh, well, that's okay. I mean, that's no Wrath of God, but sure. That just seems like a more expensive Wrath of God. But, but hold up. Hold on a second. You foretell it. And of course, you foretell for two, and then you can exile it face down and then play it, when, uh, play it whenever you feel like after that. And the foretell cost is one and double white. So you can foretell this thing on two and then... Cast a board wipe on turn three if you want to. This is a insanely cool board wipe that, uh, you know, as if I'm not playing, if I'm not playing Grixis, I'm playing Jeskai, and I do love me some board wipe cards that have that splash wipe into them. Um, I, I look at this as being one of the the coolest and funnest 
uh, board clears that I've seen in in quite some time. And I'm going to look, I'm looking forward to casting this almost as much as I looked forward to casting um, Settle the Wreckage against a green player who was throwing all their stuff at me. That's how I feel about this card. I love everything about it. And I cannot wait to get my hands uh, on a copy or two once Kaldheim comes out. Nick, what is your number two favorite thing about Kaldheim? I'm sorry, we already went through the number twos. <laughs> I don't know how to count, which is why I'm also not a great Magic player. What is the number one favorite thing that you're looking forward to about the Kaldheim set coming out? Well, my number one thing was also Doomscar, and I think you covered it. Um, that everything you love about it is also what I'm excited about. So do I just go over like my honorable mentions, maybe? I think, or one yeah, of them? If you got some, you got, if you love Doomscar as much as I love Doomscar, what else are you looking at? Well, I love it even more than you do because it's my number one, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's just how that works so um what i will point out like number five on my list my honorable mention is is the art like oh my god the art in this set is is incredible um it, it's not just that they've leaned into the metal aspect i'm not a huge fan of metal but i i get that like that's where they got a lot of the influences from but just the the the, the showcase art it just reminds me of these uh mythology books that i had as a kid and it, it reminded me a lot of how um, they did sagas in, in Theros Beyond Death. Like, it, it, there's so much flavor um, that I could just like go through the spoiler and, and not read any cards, but just enjoy the art and specifically the showcase renditions of the, of the gods. Like, yeah, I mean, it, it's off the hizzle for sure. It's, you heard it here first. It's off the hizzle, signed Nick Price. I'm going to quote you on that, and I'm going to put it onto the set, like the set reviews itself. We'll just make sure to put, quote, it's off the hizzle. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it makes sense that that would be like your honorable mention, because that was my number one. So now I will name an honorable mention after that. But before we do that, I want to know what Caroline's favorite thing about Kaldheim release is. Okay, so hear me out. I will hear you out when you speak in front of the microphone. Hear me out. Thank you. (laughs) I've also been... (laughs) there's a bit of a theme (laughs) and my favorite thing uh for this new set coming up is a mechanic (laughs) and that mechanic is foretell so i also guess i picked the the new wrath too (laughs) um i have it down specifically for limited but honestly like foretell may may just be like a a new uh, mechanic for constructed that will also be busted but um specifically in the eyes of limited i am extremely excited for this mechanic um i think it is always better and maybe come fight me if if always is too strong when you can potentially pay over two two turns for a spell instead of on the same turn uh that's why morph was really cool um morph was probably one of the the cooler creature mechanics in in uh, the last couple years that i have played um and I think that Fortel will, will be up there in cool things. Um, the only, yeah, the only difference I guess is a little bit is that there's not a, you know, there's not a creature in play while it's happening. So it's not as powerful as Morph, but um, I, I think you're going to really see it increase in limited and you're going to see a difference. Uh, I think you're going to see curves of decks look very different um, because you might not necessarily have to play some, some undesirable two drops when instead you can be spending you know, two mana on your four mana spell. Um, so I, I'm excited to see the play patterns change. And I really like limited sets when it's a different puzzle. Um, I don't necessarily like solving the puzzle. It's limited is not necessarily like my, my go-to thing, 
but I enjoy hearing about it. I enjoy watching it. I enjoy seeing, you know, how did we change the puzzle today? So uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I love everything about that mechanic. It just makes me, I, I love the added layers that that this set's going to add to just about any format you play that, whether it's limited or you play, you know, some constructed formats like uh, historic or standard or whether or not you play any of the eternal formats. I think that, I think this will add some depth to all of the formats without maybe knock on wood completely warping them because of their card design. This is the good design where we can actually see like the good wrinkles happen into whichever way we like to play the game. I think you're you're absolutely correct on on that front. Um, well, my number one was art style, but we already kind of digged into that uh, with the discussion that we saw. From Are there. you saying that we saw each other's? You're okay. Yes. Can I just we point out that you wrote your last Brasky? <laughs> I did, but again, as we discussed, reading and myself is not something that I like to do. It's not something I go, uh, I, I like to look through in many different ways. I don't see what everyone else comes through because I do have my actual number one now that uh, my number one art style was taken. I do have the other number one that I'm going to slip right on top of there, which is quite possibly uh, the most broken card we have seen since... Oko Thief of Crowns. No, Omneth. No, Earl. No, no. Even more broken than that. And of course, I am talking about Colossal Plow, which is, you know, just a two mana artifact vehicle when it attacks, add three white, and you gain three life. Uh, and then you don't lose mana as steps and faces end. And Crew Six on top of it as well. I only just like it just because one, it's called Colossal Plow. And two, you can pair it with that other gigantic ox that you have as well. Uh, which I think is just called Giant Ox. I, I know at some point my objective in Limited. What's that? You're going to have the Giant Ox? Yep, I'll have a Giant Ox and a Colossal Plow. And my objective is to get both of those things in a Limited. And I believe if you cast both those things together, uh, your opponent blows up, uh, oh. if I'm not mistaken. Am I, am I correct on that assertion, Nick? Um, well, I don't think it's ever going to happen in a game, so... I'm glad we won't have to test that theory because yeah, it is yeah, it is pretty hard to get. Uh, it, it's pretty hard to get the that that pairing of commons and uncommons in the same yeah. color realm. Yeah, it's really hard to do that. But Brasky, what should people do if they if they get this achievement? Should they uh, tweet at us or something? Yeah, I think they should. We can dis- we can we can bestow upon them not just bestow, but I can foretell that we will bestow upon them some type of achievement by getting giant ox and the uh, colossal plow together. Uh, all in one wonderful spot. I think we can do that as well. And so that's kind of what we're looking at as our favorite things about Kaldheim. But we do have a couple honorable mentions and things that we want to mention in there. Nick, what, what else? Is there anything else in Kaldheim that you're super psyched about or that you really like? Yeah, so the last thing on my list are the gold sagas. Um, so one of the things that, that the mothership, you know, wizard said when they were switching from a, a block structure to like a set structure without blocks is that even though they were doing sets on individual planes, they would still try to, to link the sets, the set releases mechanically and thematically. And my favorite implementation of this so far has been the sagas. Of course, sagas were a hit the moment they came out in Dominaria, and they just sort of built on the success of the sagas and just made them better and cooler. A lot of people have said that sagas are kind of the fair design of Planeswalkers, and I, I, I'm inclined to agree. So... Kaldheim is the first time we're seeing gold sagas. And I just think these are gorgeous art-wise. They're mechanically interesting. They do interesting things. And I, I don't think any of them is incredibly broken. So hopefully we see different sagas applied in different archetypes. And I love how we've 
you know, for the past year or two, we've had sagas in standard pretty much um, consecutively, and they've all been interesting and not really overpowering, except maybe Elspeth Conquers Death. Yeah, I mean the the saga. I was looking through like a limited, uh, like a limited set review of it, and I think I think I was watching like Nitzahone's set review of it, and by by my count, we're like I'm like already halfway in and we're still going through some sagas and i'm like how many sagas are like i underestimated the amount of sagas that are in this set and i think that that's really really cool even like the cheaper ones like the two mana the two mana three mana sagas all look all look fun all look cool without being like super 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 duper broken but yeah Mm -hmm. the the return of sagas is definitely going to be a really really fun thing caroline what else is on your what's on your honorable mentions or other fun things in the realm of Kaldheim? So it's really funny because I actually have real cards in my honorable mention spot. What? Get out I of know. here. Uh, so they're actually both green cards. Uh, one of them, I will say I have not really done any sort of research, so hopefully I'm not wrong. But um, I like to, you know, listen to people's reactions to cards. And I have no idea if it's going to be good. But I can tell you that the range of reactions from this is the worst card ever printed to this is the most busted thing they've ever printed definitely comes up here with In Search of Greatness. So green, green enchantment at the beginning of your upkeep. Upkeep, you may cast a permanent spell from your hand with a converted mana cost equal to one plus the highest converted mana cost amongst other permanents you control without paying its mana cost if you don't scry one so it's basically saying uh it's like a like build your own fires of invention question mark (laughs) um but one of the reasons that this is a question mark like literally saying like is this good or bad is often enchantments that don't do anything when they come into play whether or not that they're powerful or not uh tend to get buried uh in you know power levels from other cards and so one of the things that Fires of Invention was do, good at doing was as soon as you played it, you could play a second spell. Um, whereas you can't with In Search of Greatness. So, yeah, we'll we'll see. I know that I've seen some varying opinions and this is insanely, oh my gosh, Omnath, get the pitchforks to this won't work at all. Don't worry about it. So who knows? <laughs> uh, Those, then, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, any other thoughts or concerns or comments? No, I mean that's those are some of my favorite cards. I'm hoping that it's the latter and not the former, uh, because then if it's the latter, then I just get to mess around with it in my true uh, Timmy Jimmy sense, as opposed to oh my god, this thing is warping the entire game. Uh, but I love everything about that. Sweet. Um, yeah. And then Nick, do you think it's busted? I don't think it's busted. I, I think that a lot of the busted cards they released in Eldraine um, definitely had versions that they could have released that weren't busted. So it's funny to see after banning all the busted cards, they're trying to kind of like do this, do similar things without, you know, setting the fire level through the roof. And I'm excited to see that. Uh, I, I want like, I want like a fixed fires of invention. Yeah, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. Yes. Aww. As we are. What's the, then... if, if you had one other thing that you loved about Kaldheim, what would that be? Yes, the last thing I have on my list is Vorinclex, Monstrous Raider. Uh, or green, green, a legendary creature, Phyrexian. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Wait, is there Phyrexians in this head? <laughs> six, six, Trapplehaze. Okay, my new strategy with Nick saying these is I never know if he's joking or not joking, so I just completely ignore him and move oh. on. 
this is my new strategy whenever he does this stuff. So moving on. If you would put one or more counters on a permanent or a player, put twice as many uh, of those things. And if an opponent would do it, put half as many. So get wrecked. Um, so is that is that doubling season? It's yes, but then that... also nukes their doubling season. Oh, gotcha. So we both have a Warren Clex. What happens? They cancel out. Well, I don't, do we? Well, it's rounded down, so I'm not exactly sure. Mm, I yeah, think like, out. I was supposed to put one. If I'm your opponent, I was supposed to put one. I, I, I put think you half get to choose the. Yeah. <laughs> but don't but you get to choose the replacement effect? I have no idea. Judge, <laughs> I, judge. Yeah. We don't if have any know, judges. Um, yeah, tweet at us for that one. I, yeah. Honestly, I, I really picked this card base because I really like when they put things that I, as a newer, in quotation, though, honestly, that new term is probably going out the window since I've been playing for a while now. But, you know, the new age of magic, the, the new um, frame style, that kind of stuff. Um, when they put an older card that I'm like, oh, this is a thing. I remember people saying this was a thing. <laughs> like, I know who Lauren Clex is. Like, that's cool. Like, I'm, I'm down for stuff like that. Like, Tybalt is another kind of example. Though that one's a bit more of a meme legendary like legendary meme so it's a little bit more obvious to know but i'm excited for like when little callbacks and stuff so who knows maybe Warren Clex will be great it'll be the new uh gosh when was the last time a six mana green the new Warren Clex? <laughs> the Warren Clex will be the new Warren Clex. there was like a hexproof one that got played for a while right uh the six was it the um the hexproof trample the tyrant the yeah so it's been a the while big, the big dinosaur Carnage Tyrant, Carney T. Carney T, yeah. I remember that. That I hated that card so much because I just the the blue control player in me was like, "What? I can't get it's Hexproof. I can't." Ah, that's that's what I can foretell Vorinclex being when I start playing the game and when that set comes out. And for me, I'll I'll kind of wrap it up with the with my honorable mention, which really I guess could have been in my top five as well. And that is, you know, one of the mechanics we didn't talk about was boast, which is you can pay for. You know, you pay the boast price as uh, the thing is attacking. As you have a creature that attacks, you can pay the boast cost and you get something for it. And the one card I will mention from that is Vargoth Bloodsky Sire, which is essentially Vampiric Tutor on a stick. Oh, that's a nice the fact one. that you have a 2-3 with Death Touch to start off with, so you don't really want to block it. But if you don't, and it, you pay the, the boast cost, you can search your library for a card, shuffle your library, put that on top. It it's it's an amazing tutor card that's on a, a and it's not mythic it's just a rare which I think was is nice to see as well and the only other thing about it is that the showcase art style looks like a an album cover from a it looks like a Guar album it's just like bloody and skeletons and all the other things that are going on it I can't help but just think like I'm gonna be you know screaming metal voices as I play something like that you're just like I'm playing Vargas bloody sound you boom and it comes down. Or you're just gonna be like screaming like death metal, like low voices. You throw like Vorin clerks out there, and you throw that thing down there as well. I'm gonna find myself just embracing the metal of the set, and and as such, I think I think my opponents will be so afraid that they will have to concede the match to me because of how metal I am <laughs> while playing Callheim. And that is what we're looking forward to the most. Uh, with the new upcoming release of Call Time. And we want to know what you are looking forward to the most with Call Time. And you can let us know by tweeting at us at Swagoy Gaming, S W A G O I Gaming. What are the favorite things about Call Time that you can't wait to see when this set comes out? Because 
chances are the set came out on Arena the day that you are listening to this podcast. So we hope to hear from you about all the things that you love and want to see with the Kaldheim set. And I know that you can kind of, as you are embracing the new set and as it's coming out there, you can also find several of us all over the interwebs experiencing the set right along with you, which is why I always want to know where my co-casters, what are they going to be doing to get better at the game and where can we find them jumping into the world of Kaldheim? Nick, let's start with you. Uh, uh, you can find me at NXRadMPG on Twitter. And this week I will be trying to improve in the worst, like in my worst magic format, which is sealed. Um, I am so bad at sealed. Like my, my lifetime sealed record has to be sub 50%. Like I'm, I'm worse at sealed by a lot. So this week I will be doing infinite sealed leagues on magic online, especially with the release of Caldheim and trying to improve my game. So hopefully I can, I can have fun, enjoy some new cards and also win some matches. And where can people find you doing that? At NXRadMTG on Twitter. There you go. Caroline, how about you? Uh, this week, let's see. So my Wednesday stream, which will have happened in the past, as always, um, will be the uh, preview event uh, put on by Wizards. So we'll get a little, little preview action on some of the Caldeheim cards. And then, yeah, I could see myself playing Magic this week. Let's, let's just leave it at that for now. <laughs> I do have my BML match on Saturday, as always, so I will I will get to that as well. But let's just say that maybe there'll be magic in my future. But if there is magic in my future, you can find me on Twitter at Mighty Linguini. You can find me on Instagram at The Mighty Linguini. And you can find me on Twitch.tv slash The Mighty Linguinis. I stream on Wednesday and Saturdays. Um, I often have a magic guest, but we don't often play magic. <laughs> I love it. I will be digging into this set, probably jumping into some sealed in the arena or maybe even doing some uh, live player drafting in arena as well. Be open up some packs, see what I get and looking forward to what kind of constructed decks I can make long after I'm done playing some of those limited events as well. Of course, you can find me talking about called time and sometimes occasionally playing it online. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter and Twitch at Brasky1142. And of course, we always want to hear from you by uh, whether or not you want to leave us a written review or you just want to leave us a few stars in whatever podcasting app you are listening to us from because we always appreciate every single one of our listeners as they join us on another episode of Friends and Magic. We will see you in the icy realm of Kaldheim next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.